0: It's time for Show What You Know, the podcast from Encyclopedia Britannica, where kids get to test their knowledge and match their wits to win cool prizes. And now, all the way from Great Britain, here is the editor of the Britannica all-new kids' encyclopedia
1: and the host of Show What You Know, Christopher Lloyd. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show What You Know. My name is Christopher Lloyd, and like many of you out there, I'm a firm believer that the real world is far more amazing than anything you can make up. And for this episode, we're going to go back in time to the ancient world, a land of emperors and pharaohs of kings and queens. During this period, enormous empires rose and fell, and the world's great religions were born. But as distant as these events may seem, all of them have helped to shape who we are today. So sit back, But don't get too relaxed, because I guarantee you, the ancient world is full of surprises. Now, before we get started, we're going to take a moment to review the ground rules. Each of our three contestants has received a chapter about ancient civilizations from the Britannica All-New Kids Encyclopedia, What We Know and What We Don't. They've each had 24 hours to study the chapter and prepare for the quiz. So, now let's meet our three contestants and see what they've learned. Contestant number one.
2: Hi, my name's Porter. I'm 11 years old and I'm from Darien, Connecticut.
0: Contestant number
2: two. Hi, my name's Maya. I'm 11 years old and I'm from Darien, Connecticut.
0: Contestant number
2: three. Hi, my name
3: is Neve. I'm 11 years old and I'm from Darien, Connecticut.
1: As some of you may have noticed, all our contestants are from Darien, Connecticut. What you don't know is that Porter, Maya and Neve also go to the same school, where they're members of the Quiz Bowl Club. So this won't be the first time they've taken a quiz. But today, they'll be competing against each other. And I have a hunch this is going to be an exciting episode. So here's the big question. Are you guys ready to play Show What You Know?
4: Yes!
1: Okay. our first quiz is called True or False. I'm going to give you all a series of statements and you have to tell me which ones are true and which ones are false. The first contestant to hit the buzzer and give the right answer gets one point. If you give the wrong answer, you lose one point. OK, here we go. The earliest evidence of writing comes from ancient Greece. Maya, you were first on the buzzer. Is that true or false? False. It
2: comes from Mesopotamia.
1: Oh, very good knowledge indeed. OK, so you get a point. Here's the next question. Chinese philosopher Confucius' ideas only became popular after his death. <laughs> Neve, you were first on the buzzer. Was that true or false? True. Very good. You get a point. Let's go on to the next question. Islamic art is not allowed to show the faces of living beings. Maya, you were first on the buzzer. Is that true or false? It's true. It is true. It is a taboo to show the faces of living things in Islamic art. And our final question, here we go. There were more pyramids in Egypt than anywhere else. (laughs) Neve, very quick again. Can you tell us, is that true or false? False. Very good indeed. You would have thought it was the place with the most pyramids, but actually, no. There were more pyramids on the kingdom of Meroe. We're off to a terrific start. Let's make some noise for our contestants. No, no, I didn't mean noise makers. I meant a noisy cheer. That's better. Now, our next quiz is called
4: Listify,
1: And here's how it works. I'm going to read a list, and one of the things on the list doesn't belong there. After I finished reading the list, the first contestant to hit the buzzer and tell us what shouldn't be on the list wins the quiz. A correct answer is worth four points. So, here we go. Ancient Egypt had more than 2,000 gods, several of which are depicted in Britannica's All-New Kids Encyclopedia. Which of these is not one of the Egyptian gods? Tar, Sekhmet, Seth, Hathor, Isis, Mithra, or Osiris? Well, Maya, you were very quick on the buzzer. Can you tell us which one of those does not belong on the list? Mithra. Very good. That's terrific, Maya. You're absolutely right. Mithra is the one that does not belong on that list. Now, before we get to our next quiz, we're going to take a stroll back in time and check in with our roving reporter, Emily Miller. Emily, are
4: you there? Yes, hello, Chris. I'm coming to you from the Olympics in year 396 BCE. It's a beautiful day here in Greece and a crowd has been buzzing about the chariot race. For the first time in history, a woman is trying to win Olympic gold. Her name is Kuniska, and she's a famous horse trainer. Her horses will be pulling the chariot from Sparta, but she's facing some stiff competition. Kuniska's horses are going up against a team from Athens, another team from Crete, and a fourth team from Corinth. Okay, the chariots are lining up at the starting gate. They're off. Jumping out in front is the chariot from Athens. The chariot from Crete is close behind. It's Athens and Crete. Here comes the chariot from Corinth. The chariot from Sparta, the one with Puniska's horses, is in last place. Coming down the back stretch, it's Athens and Crete. Passing on the rail is the chariot from Corinth. Here they come, spinning out of the turn. Oh, oh, no. One of the chariots has just lost a wheel. Looks like Corinth is out of the race. Athens is still in front, and down the stretch they come. Wait a second. What's this? Kuniska's horses are coming on strong, challenging Athens. They're neck and neck fighting for the lead. Sparta is passing Athens on the inside. I can't believe it. Kuniska's horses are thundering across the finish line. It's official. Kuniska is the first woman to ever win in the Olympics. That's one for the history books. Okay, this is Emily Miller reporting from ancient Greece. Back to you, Chris.
1: Thank you for that exciting report, Emily. I don't know if that's how the race really happened, but I do know there was a woman named Kunishka, and she really was the first woman to ever win in the Olympics. And if you don't believe me, you can look it up in the encyclopedia. OK, with two quizzes down, it's time to check the scores. And we have Porter on zero points, Neve on two points, and up front is Maya on six points. Yeah! That brings us to our next quiz. Phony baloney. We call it phony baloney because there are four incorrect things in the sentences I'm about to read each of you. When you hear the wrong thing, you have to shout baloney. Let's give it a try. Everyone shout baloney. Great. Now, after you shout baloney, you can get an extra point if you tell me what the correct answer is. We'll start with contestant number one. Porter. Porter, when you hear something that doesn't sound right, what do you shout? Baloney. Okay, Porter, your subject is ancient Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia was located between the Tigris and the Nile rivers in the Middle East. Baloney. Oh, what was the problem with that?
2: It was the Tigris and the Euphrates River, not the Nile.
1: Oh, very good indeed. Not the Nile, it was the Euphrates. Very good indeed. Okay, let's continue. The region was also known as the Fragrant Crescent Roll. Bologna. What was the problem there, Porter?
2: It's the Fertile Crescent, not the Fragrant Crescent Roll.
1: Very good. Fantastic. Well spotted. It was home to one of history's earliest cities. Some of the earliest empires were based in Mesopotamia. The Akkadians, the Yankees and Assyrians were some of these. Baloney. What was the problem, Porter? It was the Sumerians. Excellent knowledge. Well done. It was definitely not the Yankees. Okay, here we go. The Babylonian, King George I, created one of the first law codes in the world.
2: Baloney. It's not King George I. It was Hammurabi.
1: Excellent. Very good indeed. That means you correctly spotted all four of my balonies and you managed to get the right answers in each case, which means that you have scored a total of eight points. (laughs) Thank you. All right, next is Maya, our contestant number two. Maya, are you ready for some balonies? Yes. Great. Your subject is the first Chinese dynasties. Ancient China was ruled by a series of families, which we call dinner parties. Baloney. Okay. what was the problem with that?
2: It's not dinner parties, it's dynasties.
1: Very good. Well spotted. Here we go. The first Chinese dynasty to leave us written records was the Zhao dynasty. Baloney. What was the problem with that, Maya?
2: It was the Shang dynasty.
1: Excellent knowledge. Well done. This was carved on tree stumps. Also created in ancient China was the traditional Chinese calendar, which has a cycle of 102 years. Baloney. Okay, What was the problem?
2: It's not 102 years.
1: Very good. Do you know how many years it is?
2: I believe it's ten.
1: Good try, Maya. Actually, the right answer is twelve years. And I also managed to sneak a baloney through your defences by saying that their written records were carved on tree stumps when actually they were carved on animal bones or turtle shells. So, at the end of that round, Maya, you have scored five points. Thank you. Last but not least, our contestant number three, Neve. Now, Neve, your subject is Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome started out as a city in what is now called England and grew... Baloney! Oh, what's the problem with that?
3: Ancient Rome started out in a city in Italy, not England.
1: Oh, very good indeed. Of course it is. Italy, not England. OK, here we go. The empire lasted only about 200 years. Baloney! Okay, what's the problem?
3: The Empire lasted around one thousand years.
1: Excellent! Brilliant knowledge, Neve. Well done. Okay, let's carry on. The Romans saw themselves as inheritors of the traditions of ancient Egypt, and merged. Baloney. Their... Okay, what was the problem?
3: Uh no clue, but I just know it's wrong.
1: <laughs> oh well that's good. You should trust your instinct. You're quite right, it wasn't ancient Egypt, it was actually ancient Greece. And they merged their gods with those of that culture. According to legend, Rome was founded by Hannibal and his twin brother, Remus. Maloney! Okay, what's the problem?
3: Rome was founded by Romulus and his twin brother, Remus.
1: Very good, fantastic. That's excellent, Neve. Well, at the end of that round, you scored a total of seven points. Thank you. Let's take a moment to check the scores. We have Maya, who is in first place, with 11 points. And in second place, Neve, with 9 points. And Porter is only just behind in third place, with 8 points. Now remember, we still have two more quizzes to go. So all of these points are going to change. Now, our next quiz is called... Oh, that's odd. I don't recognise this number. Hello? Is Christopher Lloyd
5: there? Speaking. Yeah, this is Bert from Bert Sporting Goods. Do you know a robot named Otto?
1: Yes, he's staying at my house. Is there a problem? Yeah, you could say that. Your robot came to my store. He said he wanted to buy something with a bag of salt. So what's the deal here? Is this some kind of joke? No, I assure you it's not a joke. Uh, Could you please put Otto on the phone?
0: Christopher Lloyd, Otto came to the store to get you a present.
1: Oh, that's very nice of you, Otto. Thank you. But why did you think you could buy me a present with a bag of salt?
0: Otto read the chapter about ancient history in the encyclopedia. It said salt was worth nearly as much as gold.
1: Well, yes, that used to be true. In fact, in ancient times, people used salt to preserve food, which is why it was so valuable. And they would trade gold for salt in what is today Senegal, Western Mali and Guinea. But that was hundreds of years ago. Otto made a mistake. Uh, that's all right, Otto. No harm done. But, uh, just out of curiosity, what kind of present were you going to buy me?
0: Otto was going to buy Christopher Lloyd a boomerang. Otto read about boomerangs in the encyclopedia. It is a curved wooden stick the first Australians used for hunting. If a boomerang is curved in the right way, and you throw it correctly, it will fly in a circle and come back to you. Let's see if it works.
5: Whoa! Everybody, <laughs> everybody <laughs> You crazy
0: robot! The boomerang came back to Otto. Isn't that amazing? But Christopher Lloyd will have to come to the store and pay for all the things that Otto broke. Have a nice day.
1: So long, Otto. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. But look, everyone, don't go around throwing boomerangs indoors. It could get very, very expensive. (sighs) Okay. Moving on. Our next quiz is called
4: FACTASTIC.
1: For this next quiz, I'm going to ask each contestant a series of 10 rapid-fire questions. Every time you answer a question correctly, you get one point. If you don't know the answer, just say PASS or DON'T KNOW and we'll move on. You each have 45 seconds to get through the questions. So, let's begin. Maya, we're going to start with you. Are you ready? Yep. Your first question starts now. Where were the ancient Greek gods believed to have lived?
2: Mount Olympus.
1: Very good. What writing system was used by the ancient Egyptians about 3200 BCE?
3: Hieroglyphics.
1: Brilliant. What Roman god of time and transitions was often shown with two faces? Janus. Very good. According to Greek myth, King Minos of Crete kept what beast with a man's body and a bull's head? Minotaur. Very good. What is the name of the complex highway system built by the Persian kings? Royal roads. Royal roads. Wonderful. What animal did Carthaginian General Hannibal use in war the way other armies used horses? Elephants. Brilliant. The expansion of the Tang Empire opened up China to what important trading route? Silk Road. The Silk Road. Excellent. Oh, very good indeed, Maya. That was terrific. We got through 7 questions, and I have to say you were an absolute superstar because you got them all correct, giving you a total of 7 points. <laughs> Neve, you are up next. Now, here are your questions. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, here's your first question. What river was the main source of water in ancient Egypt? Nile. Very good. What god of thunder was worshipped by Germanic peoples? Thor. Brilliant. What people were the first major Pacific culture? Lapita. Well done. What is the name of the plague that spread across Europe from 1347 to 1351, killing millions? Black Death. Yes. How many symbols for numerals did the Mayan number system have? Three. Brilliant. Brilliant. What city-state in ancient Greece was home to Plato, Socrates and Aristotle? Athens. Wonderful. Who was Rome's first emperor?
3: Augustus.
1: Very good. Oh, well, you got through seven questions there, neve which is terrific. Uh, very quick indeed. So that means you scored a total of seven points. Thank you. And now for our last set of questions. Porter. Are you ready to go? Yes! Okay, here we go. Your first question starts now. What do we call the temples built by the Mesopotamians? Ziggurats. Very good! What giant monument built by the ancient Egyptians is a sculpture of a lion with a human head? The Sphinx. Very good! What is the collective name for the group of three supreme deities in Hinduism? Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. Trimurti. Excellent. Very good knowledge. What word, meaning rule by the people, describes a system of government used in ancient Greek city-states? Democracy. Fantastic. Who was the founder of the Persian Empire?
2: Cyrus the Great.
1: Very good. What Polynesian god is said to have pulled up the islands from the sea with a giant fishing hook? Maui. Excellent. Uh -uh. Oh, wow, there was the buzzer. You did very well, Porter. You got through seven questions and you scored seven points. Well, I don't know about the contestants, but it's time for me to take a break. And it's perfect timing, too, because this is the part of the show where they get to ask some questions. And we have a very special guest with us today, Dr. William Parkinson. Dr. Parkinson is Curator and Professor of Anthropology at the Field Museum of Natural History and the University of Illinois at Chicago. He is also the co-editor of the Journal of Archaeological Research. Dr. Parkinson, thank you for joining us. Hello, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, we've got some terrific contestants here, and I know they're all eager to ask you their questions. So, Porter, why don't we start with you? What would you like to ask Dr. Parkinson?
2: Dr. Parkinson, in your studies as an archaeologist, um, what is the most interesting item that you've come across?
5: Porter, what a great question. Gosh, it's really hard to answer that. I've had so many opportunities to work in different parts of the world, but I think the, the one that stands out was uh, when I was a graduate student and we were working on the western coast of Greece we found an archaeological site that dated to the time of the Neanderthals. And that kicked back the habitation of that part of the world by humans and their ancestors by about 30,000 years. So that was, that was just
1: amazing. Okay, well, that was a great question, Porter. Thank you so much for that. Uh, let's go to Maya. What question would you like to put to Dr. Parkinson? Well,
2: I was wondering when the kids were like at home, because there's a certain age where you can't like go hunting with your father, what exactly would they do at home?
5: Absolutely, Maya. That's, it's another really good question. You know, it depends on the culture. You know, as humans, we evolved to be hunters and gatherers. We evolved to live in the little groups that move around a lot. And within hunting and gathering societies, different people have different roles, Uh, For example, the adult females would largely be involved with gathering products from the environment. The children would frequently hang out with them. The old people would frequently hang out with them processing those foods. Men would generally hunt and fish, but it really depends on the culture. It's very specific to where that culture is in the world and what kind of environment
1: they're in. Very interesting indeed, Dr. Parkinson. Another fantastic question. Thank you, Maya. And Neve, turning to you now, what would you like to ask, Dr. Parkinson?
3: Hello, Dr. Parkinson. How much of an impact has agriculture made on society?
5: Oh, Neve, boy, that's a, another great question. It has completely transformed us as a species on the planet. We evolved to be hunters and gatherers. And about 10,000 years ago, in different parts of the world, people started to settle down into villages and start farming. And now, almost 100%, not quite, but almost 100% of the world's population is dependent upon agriculture and dependent upon domestic crops and animals. And many of us are only dependent on a very few crops, and animals, depending on where we live. So it's really transformed society as we know it.
1: Well, that is fantastic, Dr. Parkinson. We're so grateful to you for coming on to Show What You Know. And we hope you can stick around, because we're coming up to the last question of the game. Bonus round. Right now, Maya, you're in the lead with 18 points. And Neve is in second place with 16 points. And Porter, you're in third place with 14 points. But each of you can double your score if you give the right answer to this next question. And this one is a little different from the other questions because it's less about facts and more about using your imagination. Now, I'm going to ask you to listen to a song. And as you're listening to the song, I want you to send me a secret message telling me what you think the song is about. Everyone listen carefully. Here it is. There's a place in this world, and it's home to a wonder that millions go to see every year. It's a circle of stones from the prehistoric era. The reason they were built isn't clear.
3: Not far from Salisbury, England, these rocks stand 18 feet
0: high. They weigh lots of tons. Come on, everyone.
1: What's the answer? Just give it a try. That song reminded me of a band I used to listen to called The Beatles. Well, I hope you've all been typing in your answers telling me what you think this song was about. And after you hear me count to three, I want you to press your buzzers and show me your answers. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three! Oh, fantastic! I've got three answers and three correct answers. And the answer is, of course... Stonehenge The final scores are in And we have Porter Who is in third place with 28 points And we have Neve Who is in second place with 32 points And finally we have Maya who is in first place With a grand total of 36 points Which makes Maya the winner of today's game Thank you So before we hand out the prizes, I want to thank our contestants for playing Show What You Know. Porter, Maya, and Neve, it was a great pleasure to have you. And I hope you enjoyed being on the show as much as I've enjoyed having you. Kurt, why don't you tell our contestants what they've won?
0: Thanks, Chris, for showing us what they know. Each of our contestants will be receiving a copy of the Britannica All-New Kids Encyclopedia, What We Know and What We Don't. They will also be receiving a year-long subscription to Britannica Kids' online premium with over one million pages of fact-checked content, podcasts, videos, interactive coverage of major historical events, and access to Britannica's three-volume first edition. And our grand prize winner will be receiving a six-month subscription to KiwiCo, the company that empowers kids to explore, create, and have fun with hands-on building kits delivered monthly to their home.
1: Thank you, everyone, for joining us today as we explored the ancient world. We hope you can join us next time when our topic will be modern history. Until then, this is Christopher Lloyd reminding all of you that the real world is far more amazing than anything you can make up.
0: Sound engineer and editor for Show What You Know is Ryan Staples. Our Q&A researchers are Alison Eldridge, Joe Lukowski and Fia Bigelow. Our production assistant is Emily Goldstein. Chris's guests today were Porter, Maya, and me. Music was by Jacob Denny. Original songs by Dennis Scott. Show What You Know was written, directed, and produced by Rick Sigelco. Our executive producer is Rick Livingston, and I'm your announcer, Kurt Heinz. This program is copyrighted by Encyclopedia Britannica, Incorporated, all rights reserved.